Hello there, writers. I'm Kristen Kiefer, and you are listening to the Well-Storied Podcast, where I translate articles from the Well-Storied blog into audio so you can listen in on the go. If you don't know, Well-Storied is where I help writers craft sensational novels and build their very best writing lives, which is exactly what I'm trying to help you do here on this podcast as well. So let's get into it. Today, as we often do on Mondays, we are diving back into the blog archives to cover an old article, but a good one. And so today we are covering an article on character, specifically your character's appearance and how to best capture it on the page. So without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode. If you would like to listen in, no, if you would like to read along as you listen in, make sure to head on over to well-storied.com slash appearance. How to Capture Your Character's Appearance Writers often enjoy crafting their character's appearances, yet just how important is appearance in the grand scheme of your story? Well, that depends. In some instances, appearance plays a large role, informing a character's struggle, defining important cultural context, lending representation to underserved readers, and so on. Yet for most stories, a character-specific height or hair color bears little sway on the plot. Does this mean defining our character's looks is unimportant? Not at all. But we may need to change the way we think about appearance. Why so? And just how can we capture the clearest versions of our characters on the page? Let's dive into today's breakdown, writers. First, we need to answer the question, why must we change how we think of appearance? You've likely heard the phrase, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I think this holds true for appearance as a whole. Though every character will have a general appearance that most any beholder could agree upon, hair color, height, skin, tone, etc., the features that stand out in one character's view will likely differ from another's. Even the character being described may think of themselves quite differently from how others view them. For example, one may find a character's dimples to be endearing, while the character themselves may feel that their dimples lend a youthful look that often sees them treated as a child. Thus, capturing both how a character views themselves and how others view them in return lends depth to an appearance that helps readers better understand the mindsets of all involved. But we can't discredit the more general description of your character's appearance either. Though a lengthy list of all of your character's features would surely bog down your story, Giving readers a general understanding of your character's appearance helps them better visualize your story as a whole. So, where should you begin when crafting your character's looks? Let's tackle the process together, shall we, writer? We're going to break this down into two parts. Part one, establishing common features. In most cases, beginning to craft your character's appearance by laying out the general description of their features is the best way to go but quote-unquote general doesn't necessarily mean simple. Use the steps we're about to discuss to define a clear vision of your character's standard appearance. Step number one, the basics. To begin sketching your character's general appearance, take the time to define what I like to call their driver's license features, or the description of the fugitive. In other words, we're talking about your character's sex, age, general height and weight, skin tone, hair color, build, and any other common identifying features. Step two, the lifestyle. One's lifestyle can greatly impact their appearance. With a basic sketch of your character in place, take the time now to consider your character's hobbies, profession, and daily habits. How does each of these items affect their physical appearance? 
For example, do they have dark circles under their eyes because they're a parent of young children? Is their skin tone ruddy from too much time spent surfing in the sun? Or do they maintain a perfectly coiffed and manicured appearance because of their profession as a high-powered lawyer? Even past lifestyle choices can continue to manifest themselves in your character's current life, so take the time to consider their history as well as their present story. On to step number three we go, and this is the quote-unquote flaws. Thanks to society's uncaring standards, some people will have features that are generally seen as physical flaws. And no matter how screwed that idea may be, creating characters that lack such flaws altogether will only leave you with characters that seem too physically perfect to be real. So, breathe realism into your character's appearance instead by defining what features society as a whole would find less than perfectly attractive. This can range anywhere from dingy hair to acne scars, a distinctive limp, a waistline that isn't flat as a board, and beyond. On to step number four, we're talking about the clothes. Clothing can inarguably make a strong first impression. Help shape readers' initial perceptions of your character by defining the clothing they wear on a daily basis. Such clothing can indicate culture, lifestyle, profession, interests, self-esteem, and other key characterization factors. And finally, step number five, the body language. A person's mannerisms and expressions may make an even larger impact than their clothing and general appearance. How a person, or character, carries themselves can reveal much about their personality and self-perception, and can even hint at their motivations and past or present circumstances. When crafting your own character's body language, take into account their posture, gait, eye contact, facial expressions, and mannerisms. What does each of these elements indicate about their personality, mindset, and aims? That was everything for part one, Establishing Common Features Writer. Now we're going to move on to part two of building out your character's appearance, and that is building varied perceptions. Now, with your character's fairly undeniable features defined, let's turn our eyes toward the second element we need to consider when crafting appearances. Perception. As we already discussed, how your character views themselves will likely differ from how other characters view them, at least in part. The perception of a character can also vary between beholders as well. Remember, perception is important because it helps readers better understand the beholder. A vain and frivolous character might notice another's lean build and thick head of hair, while one who cares more about a person's character may notice their open smile and the kindness in their eyes. With that in mind, use the steps below to begin building out your character's perceptions. Step number one, self-perception. Describing a character's physical description with it when they are the only point-of-view character can be tough. There's a reason why many authors have defaulted to describing their character's reflection in a mirror, after all. But doing so has now become so ubiquitous that it often feels tacky. What can writers do instead? Offering brief descriptors that pull motion or setting into the mix is often a great trick. For example, you could write that the warm, coastal sunlight turned your character's straw-colored hair to gold, or that smiling stretched taut the skin around the scar that cut through their cheek. But another fantastic trick is to reveal your character's physical self-perception directly in their narrative, even tying their appearance into, the plot, into plot events when possible. Remember our dimple example from earlier? 
you can reveal to readers that your character has dimples by showing their frustration at being treated as a child in the workplace. Or, to use another example, your character could describe the confidence they've gained in shearing off all their hair. However you choose to highlight a point of view character's features, remember to focus on those that indicate something of their mindset, worldview, or experiences. Doing so adds purpose to your physical descriptors, ensuring you'll never weigh your story down with too much detail. And step number two involves external perceptions. Alright, we've discussed how best to include a character's self-perception in the story, but what about the opinions of others? As we've already briefly discussed, how a point-of-view character describes the appearance of another can re reveal much about their own personality, mindset, and worldview. That said, doing so can also offer readers a deeper understanding of that character's appearance, but we'll get to that in a moment. When one of your point-of-view characters prepares to describe another character, don't simply offer up a general physical description. Take the time to consider those important elements we laid out above personality, mindset, and worldview. What would catch your point-of-view character's eye when looking at another character? Would they see the person's physical flaws before that which makes them beautiful? Would they notice first their clothing or the expression on their face? And so on. Consider as well what your point-of-view character's first impressions reveal about the other character or even about society as a whole. For example, does your point-of-view character notice that another character is wearing traditional religious garb? Do they respect this, or is it something they look upon with disdain? Admittedly, taking such care when crafting external perceptions is hard work. But remember that every line in your story must add value to your work overall. So why simply throw out there that a character's hair is black when you can use that same line to reveal so much about your characters and world? With both your character's general physical description and the varied perceptions of their appearance laid out, you've put fantastic work into capturing their likeness on the page. But before we wrap up today's uh, episode of the podcast, I'd like to give you or leave you with a few additional tips for bringing your character's appearance to life. Firstly, remember that subtlety is king. Most readers aren't looking for three full paragraphs describing each character as they're introduced. They aren't looking for your character's exact height or weight, either. Understandably, we want readers to visualize our characters as we do, but you must discern for yourself which is most important. The flow of your story, or your reader's exact understanding of your character's appearance. In my opinion, no lengthy physical description is worth its salt if it disrupts the pace of the narrative. My best advice instead is to lay out a few key details when a character is first introduced just enough to give readers a basic understanding of their appearance, then weave in any further descriptors slowly throughout the story, and only if truly necessary. I would also encourage you to stray from appearance cliches whenever possible, unless of course you're using that cliche with purpose. Generally speaking, however, love interests don't always need to have six-pack abs, nor do wizards need beards, large chests aren't the only way a woman can prove seductive, and blondes aren't always airheaded and vain. People are much more interesting than that, and I'd love for your characters to be as well. Remember, writers, appearances come in all shapes, shades, sizes, and impressions. So why not use that to your advantage when bringing your characters to life?
All right, writers, thank you so much for listening in today. That's all I have for you. I hope you enjoyed this really in-depth look at how to really bring your characters to life and build appearances for them that kind of matter, you know, that add purpose to your story in ways that a simple little descriptor might not. If you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast, make sure to go ahead and subscribe so that you will receive future episodes of the podcast. And don't forget as well, if you're able to leave a quick rating or a review, both of those things really helps the podcast um, gain more visibility on its platforms so that it can continue to grow. Speaking of which, if you aren't aware, this podcast is available on several platforms, including iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and the Well-Storied website. So in case you aren't the biggest fan of wherever you are listening in from currently, make sure to go check out some of those other places the podcast is available as well. If you would like to help support the podcast monetarily and keep it rolling for many more months and hopefully years to come, make sure to head on over to patreon.com slash wellstoried. If you don't know, Patreon is a place where you can support your favorite creators for a small uh, monthly pledge, which you get to name yourself, anything from $1 up. And so if you're really enjoying the podcast and all that I create for Wellstoried, make sure to go check that out and become a Wellstoried patron at patreon.com slash wellstoried. I would also like to mention as well that one of the things that Patreon helps support are the free email courses that I create for Wellstoried. I just launched a brand new free email course this week called Developing Complex Characters that's all about helping you develop all of the elements of your character's characterization. And so if you would like to check that out, make sure to head on over to well-storied.com develop. I had to think of that link for a second. Um, yes, well-story.com slash develop. I will leave that link for you in today's episode description as well. This free email course is free. It's 10 days long. You will receive one email each day that is about a five-minute read and that has questions and activities you can do to help build your characters that only take um, anywhere between five and 30 minutes a day to complete simply depending on how much you already know about your character and um, also your story. So make sure to go and go ahead and check that out if you're interested in learning more about how to build truly well-developed characters. That's well-storied.com develop. All right, writers, that is everything I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained lots of good tips and, and pieces of advice and tricks to try out. Um, yes, so thank you again, writers, for listening in, and I will see you guys next time. Bye!